I'm Luka Doncic and this is Locked On Mavericks Podcast. This is gonna be huge. 360 in the contract. Never that. I just take the contact. I bring it back. I'm running on the fast break behind the back. Yeah, this that, this that, this that. Jerk with the Oh, welcome. You are locked on to the Dallas Mavericks. My name is Nick Engstead, lead analyst at Free Dawkins on YouTube, and I am joined, as always, by my co-host, contributor at Mavs.com, talking about European stuff like wine and cheese. Catch you later, dudes. What you got for me, Isaac Harris? Hey, <laughs> is Jenny Bus from <laughs> Europe? <laughs> who's Jenny Bus? I don't know. Who Jenny. Jenny. I don't know who Jenny Bus is. Jenny. Hey. Did you, why didn't you ever text me? You never checked my text today. Uh, I don't know. I just didn't see I was busy today. <laughs> Let's get an update from Lakerland. Nick, fill us in, Nick. I made a yeah. good game. I made a good Game of Thrones reference that you didn't see on Twitter, and I'm I'm disappointed you didn't see it. What? And Wait, what you it do? It won't come off as well if I say it out loud than if it comes from a tweet. But this is what happened in the Lakers with with Ty, with Ty Lue. So oh, here we go. It's so Genie probably Bus, some trashing on Game of Thrones tweet, ain't it? No, no, no. It was it was using it. It was just an analogy. But Genie Bus had a. She was supposed to step off of basketball decisions because she doesn't know that stuff. This is what got Jim Bus in trouble. No way. He thought he knew basketball stuff, so he came in and started doing all this stuff with Mitch Kupchak, and that's what got him the axe. Genie Bus was like, I don't want to make basketball decisions, so I'm going to put some guy in there that my father, J- Dr. Jerry Bus, the greatest owner in sports history said one day I want you and magic to run the team. That was like one of his dying wishes for was for that to happen. And I don't think that gets played up enough on why magic was in that role. I think her, I think her, his daughter knew more how to run a team than he did though. Magic. Anyway, keep going. Magic's daughter. No, <laughs> no I think, I think I don't trust genie over magic. Keep going. No, to run the basketball side, magic would run the basketball side. Genie would run all the business side. Oh, okay. that, that was that was Jerry Buss's thing, and so Jeannie did that when whenever when she was given a chance, she put Magic in charge. Magic left for no reason, didn't even tell her, didn't didn't set up any kind of succession plan, anything, and so now all of a sudden she doesn't have a confidant, and here come here comes Linda and Kurt Rambis with his goggles, just just stepping up there, ready to. If is, you're trying this to is compare my, this is my Magic analogy. Johnson this, this to George my, R. R. Martin, this was my I analogy. Stop. Let me finish my analogy. They, the Rambuses, Kurt and Linda Rambus, just come in and they're just ready to little finger it all up. Just ready to get in there and whisper and get their little whispers out there and convince them that you don't have to give Ty Lue five years. He's, he didn't win a championship. We don't have to just give him to the end of LeBron's potential run with the Lakers and, and, and pay him less than you should because we're the Lakers and it doesn't matter how much we pay coaches. He doesn't, he doesn't deserve it. LeBron won that championship, not Ty Lue. <sighs> so they're Littlefinger. Yes. They they have they have moved into that spot now that Magic Johnson has has left it. He left it completely vacant and, and Jeannie was was vulnerable and did not make a great decision when she was. And Am I now, missing something with Kurt Rambis? She's trusting I I have no idea where they came from, but Linda Rambis and Jeannie Bus were really close. They talk all the time, they're best friends. Besties. <laughs> and so with Linda comes Kurt now, and now there's basketball decisions to be made. I don't even know if either of them are on the payroll. I don't. 
No, they they probably legit watch like Game of Thrones together on Sunday nights, and they're like over. Oh, hey, y'all coming over tonight? Take you coming over tonight? Watch you know watch the show. Oh, okay. Before the show starts, let's talk about what we want to do. Do you want a hard tie or not? What if they they haven't gotten to to the uh, spoiler alert? What if they haven't gotten to that one season where it, you know, the end of Littlefinger? <laughs> the end. I won't say how it ends, and it just it will. Everything will come to an end for every character. But what if they haven't gotten to that season yet? And then they finally watch it. It'd be like in the office when Michael was watching all those movies, but he only watches them a little bit at a, at a time. And he doesn't realize that at the end of, um, Oh, that Meryl Streep is the the bad guy. And what is it? Devil wears Prada or something comes back. I am so sorry. He apologizes to Pam. I lost you on the office reference. Uh, I don't watch the office man on this, on this podcast. We really wanted to do draft profiles on, on a couple guys, but man, what a night in basketball we had. Yes, it was wild. So we're, we're changing gears. We're going to talk about the Warriors Rockets game because it was just one of the, I mean, game of Thrones. We talk about game of Thrones all the time. It has become now the thing that you have to watch live because it'll get spoiled for you if you don't. But this game between the Rockets and the Warriors was the reason why live sports is and why Hulu is doing this whole thing on Hulu has live sports. I was going to say. Hulu has live sports. This is the reason because there is no matching the drama that a game like this can bring. It was insane. If you did not watch it live, I recommend just going back and watching it and pretending you don't know things and just trying to just suspend your belief a little bit. I because drink and I know things. The Curry injury, the Curry injury, the Durant injury, you know, coming up, you know, limping after a play. It's kind of like a non-contact injury. And then going out, and then the speculation, and then everyone on Twitter, literally as soon as it happened, everyone on Twitter is either going crap, no, or what, or just just words. <laughs> it's just all words. Usually you see GIFs and memes and stuff, and there just wasn't. It was just words because everyone is just on the edge of their seat. I, I, I felt like I couldn't breathe for about five minutes. <laughs> and I'm not yeah. even a Warriors fan. I'm not even that invested in this. I as, wish freaking Reggie Miller breathed. Like, what the crap, bro? <laughs> like, just take a breath. Like, why Why do you have to go from, like, Durant literally looks at his calf in five seconds, Reggie Miller's mind goes to, say, Kobe Bryant tore his Achilles. Did Kevin Durant just tear his Achilles? But shut up. I know. He did go way over the top, but he added to the drama. He way added <laughs> to the drama on this. If you're talking about the NBA as a reality show, you want a guy like Reggie Miller that's going to go all the way up and turn it up to 11 as soon as something like this happens. And do it oh, in a sure. way that's that's semi-respectful, too. It's not like he was, you know. I don't mind bringing up the Achilles. Like, oh, did he grab his Achilles? I, bringing it up like that's one thing. But going to straight to Kobe Bryant tearing Achilles type thing. It was the one thing Reggie. he had to compare it to because I think he was calling that game. Mm. So he was, and he's well. seen it, but he's seen it before, and... Man, it was it's wild. So I've never seen the finals before. <laughs> he has scored eight points in nine seconds, though. Yeah. So, w- what did you think about the Warriors after the injury? Because it was wild. Yeah. Well, yeah. So the injury happens, and yeah, I mean, immediately you're looking at it and you're saying, "What the crap?" Like, because he just immediately goes to the locker room. Um, yeah, it was non-contact. You. It it was super weird. It looked like, and they said it on the broadcast that he thought somebody had hit him in the you know calf or heel or something. Yeah, because he and, if you didn't see the injury, 
He takes a jumper. He comes down. He doesn't even really land weird or like turn anything. No. He lands. There's nobody. In I was his scared at space. first that yeah he landed on jumper. But right, he but he didn't. And so then then he turns around. He takes maybe two or three steps back back to deep to play defense. He turns around and looks at some. He like you can you can kind of see him kind of limp just a little bit. He turns around and looks to see if someone is there. Like he saw a ghost. Yeah. Or a ghost tapped him on the shoulder, and then he grabs his calf. It's a little that, bit of Renly Baratheon type feel to <laughs> I think Renly grabbed more than his calf after So that. okay, somebody <laughs> birthed out <laughs> I'ma say it was Chris Paul. <laughs> Chris Paul, possibly. Uh and, like Chris Paul. <laughs> and that came in there and there's no way seen it and somebody but no, it's weird because it didn't happen on the landing because he didn't like land and then come up like holding his calf. He like took a few steps and then these next State Farm commercials are gonna be wild, man. They're just gonna be wild. Um, James Harden I, rows him to the cave in the, in the little boat. That should be the game of zones right there. You just okay. came up with the next game of zones. <laughs> I don't. Uh, we'll talk about the game of zones thing, by the way. That's what I referenced at the top. I obviously dislike players in in the league. Okay. <laughs> Um, and when you do, there's no redeeming them ever. Yes. I would never say like, I hate a player. No, because <laughs> stop. You do all the time. I don't. I hate a strong you word. You hate LeBron. No. LeBron no, could no, literally no, I, open up a school and get, give like free college for kids. Oh wait, he I've, did that. I, and you no, I've been super, I've LeBron. been super clear on that of like what LeBron's did off the court. What about Andrew I, Bynum? You still hate is, Andrew Bynum. Oh yeah. Andrew Bynum's a chump. All right, what about Dwayne Wade? <laughs> All right, I hate Wade. But you have a brand, Isaac. Stay on brand. Chris Paul. <laughs> Lean into There's it. no world in which I like him. I cannot stand it. him, man. But what's crazy is I don't like... So I thought about the Chris Paul thing and how much I, I dislike him. I almost said I hate him. But how much I dislike him. And I'm like, all right, well, I don't like really LeBron either. I don't like Wade. Is it a banana boat thing? Like, what? Do I just not like the banana boat? But then I'm like, I don't really mind Carmelo, you know? Like, do you, bro? I don't Stay mellow. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't I don't really mind uh, Carmelo, but... If he was on the Mavs, we'd probably think very differently of him. <laughs> who, would be better, who would be better next year? Tim Hardaway or Carmelo? Oh, but, stop. <laughs> um, oh. I didn't say I that. I hope stop. Tim Hardaway listens just for that, and I hope he goes off. Next, I hope he has a 50-point game next year, just out of Heck nowhere. Yeah. And then I can, um, bring up, they can bring up this back. I just can't stand Chris Paul, uh, but I know I've uh, fans uh, or whatever... Um, have hated that the fact that I I love Draymond. You know, I'll stand for Draymond all day. I'm in his fan club. And it's weird for me because a lot of players like him I dislike, but I absolutely love him. And I will, yeah, I want him on my team any day, all day, every day. And there's some <laughs> listeners right now that are just like pissed off at me. For yeah, like, like how, could you, how could you? But I'm sorry. Uh, too bad. I can have opinions too. So You stand. I stand for him all day. and But no, okay, back to your original question. Immediately when he went out, my, I told Nick this before he you know, recorded, I was like, my initial thought was, you know what? This actually might kind of like rejuvenate him, like everybody, like Curry and everything, because immediately we have the 72, or how many, what, 73, 73 win? 73 win Warriors, except we have Looney in place of Bogut. And then we and have... We, and, then, you know, and they have Bogut. <laughs> it's still yeah, and they have, they can literally put Bogut in and be like, deja vu. Um, but, but really that's what I say. I mean, I'm like, you know what? I don't know what Steve Kerr said 
in, in the huddle. But if I'm Steve Kerr, you know what I'm sitting there saying? As soon as Durant goes out, it's the fourth quarter. I'm looking at my squad, and I'm sitting there saying, guys, we did it before without him, and we're about to turn back the book and do it again. We can do this. Like, Let's go back to our roots. That's my message if I'm Steve Kerr. I'm saying, let's go back to our roots. We won a title this way. You can do it. And they put Looney in the Bogut role, and I, Draymond hit that big three, and uh, I thought Steph I just, had a little bit more energy after. I just it. hope he didn't go in the huddle and say, all right, now we can go back to playing our basketball. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't say our basketball. If I you can said, imagine him saying something like that, and then the team looking around being like, wait, what have we been playing this whole time? <laughs> <laughs> yes. Um, but no, I mean, it, it was a crazy end of the game. I thought they were at, they did have a little energy uh, to them, but Houston, bro, where your tweet about James Harden. Please, please tell me the, that stat again about James Harden's fourth quarter. Okay, so James Harden in the fourth quarter, just wild. He scored twice in the fourth quarter. He scored twice in the fourth quarter. One of them was with 10 minutes and 40 seconds left, or 10 minutes and 30 seconds left. Hmm. 10 minutes and 47 seconds left. I got the exact number. 10 minutes and 47 seconds. He then takes another three with about eight minutes left. And then he doesn't score or take another shot until there's 18 seconds left in the game. So he went 10 minutes and 30 seconds in the fourth quarter taking one shot. You, That's wild. With KD off the floor. Against, mm. I mean, Andre Godal was grabbing his, his, his leg the whole time. He's, he's been dealing with leg injuries. He almost missed this game. Steph Curry has a dislocated. <laughs> uh, Andre Iguodala also is like 36 years old and is, is kind of getting to the end of his, his time in the NBA and he's guarding him. And guys, please do me a favor and go to NBA.com, look up ages, look at how old Iguodala is, and then look at players that are that is younger than him and be like, wow, it's wild. like he's still playing at such a high level, and some of these other guys are not even in the league. But it's wild. And he only gets three, essentially three shots off in the third, in the fourth, in the whole fourth quarter. And he played pretty much the whole fourth quarter. I mean, just ridiculous. I mean, what are you doing? This the whole season. What did everyone complain about? James Harden takes too many shots. He took over a thousand threes. The first time anyone's ever taken over a thousand threes. He took eight hundred something free throws. The it's the fifteenth time someone has taken over, you know, however many eight hundred plus free throws he took. Ever in the history of the NBA, this is we're talking about Shaq, we're talking about Wilt, we're talking about all these guys, and they went they went away from what made them the team that it was. The Warriors went back to the team that made them really good to begin with, like you said, and the Rockets did the exact opposite. They went in the complete opposite way. They tried to be this, you know, Chris Paul trying to take over things, Chris Paul trying to do things, and hey, do you know that the Clippers have never made a Western Conference Finals? <laughs> Did you know that Chris Paul was on the Clippers for like six years? It's it's crazy to me because somebody tweeted out a list of teams that have never been to the, the conference finals or what was the conference finals drought, and Milwaukee is going to get back there, or did get back there now. But the Clippers were one of the teams that never made it. And it's wild to think that a guy that good has never made it, and he tried to take over, and that's not what made the Rockets good this year. I wonder if you're the refs. And you go back, and I know some other podcasts joke about this, but I, I don't. I mean this in complete seriousness. If the refs go back, you think they how? How do you not get pissed off that that Chris Paul tries to bait you so much? 
and tries to make you look stupid the, so much. The thing is, they cycle through these refs. They're not the same refs every single game. So you could, I could understand that if it's, it's the same refs over and over again. But, but it has to be like, hashtag brotherhood, you know? Like, hey... <laughs> He made you look stupid. I like they all know they like they Game talk of, all the time. Game of Zones should do uh a brotherhood like the watch and it's the ref. Yes, it's the, the, the ref. The brotherhood. Yes. Except <laughs> Scott Foster's Ollie. But <laughs> <laughs> Ollie sucks. Um anyway, but it, I just feel like if I'm a ref and I go back and watch all the antics that Chris Paul pulls, it would just p- piss me off more than anything. And that's why I was sitting there thinking, this is how my mind works. I'm like, I can't stand Chris Paul. So I was in, in my head debating, who do I dislike more? Because I was thinking, I'm like, do I dislike Chris Paul more than LeBron right now? I'm like, has he reached that category? But no, here's my thing. The reason he's res- biased, he's in front I, of you. I respect LeBron way much more than Chris Paul. Ooh. Chris Paul just does shady bullcrap stuff on Man, the court. he does. I just that hate technical it all. foul on on Draymond is the, one of the more ridiculous things I've seen this postseason. I hate everything. Draymond about gets that. up and he just gets excited and kind of like stands up violently. It doesn't. I mean, he didn't even shift his hips or anything to try and like hit Chris Ball, and Chris Ball flops, so and stupid. they call technical on Draymond. I mean, it, Draymond warrants a lot of his texts. I get that, but that one was just absolutely stupid. Yes, um, he should have got a tech at other times in the game for sure, but not for that. Is it wild that you think about when they signed Capella and <laughs> Nick Friedel just tweeted out, KD's still at Oracle. He's just sitting at his locker scrolling through his phone. Same routine as any other game. <laughs> sitting there on his burners. He's reading everybody's tweets. Um, think back to when Houston signed Capella. You know, his free agency took forever. They finally signed Capella, and it's like this $16, $17 million deal a year. And for the next four years, everybody's like, man, that's a steal. That's a good deal. And when people talk about Houston, even back, I mean, just go back a month ago. When people talk about Houston, like, all right, well, they got Harden on their contract, Chris Paul, and, you know, Clint Capella. And people, I I think, you know, Capella was just naturally thrown in there as far as their core moving forward because they sounded me long-term and everything. The fact that it's so weird and wild that (laughs) – it's the fourth quarter, and he's getting benched for Austin Rivers. And now, <laughs> I can't stand Austin Rivers either, but he's been playing well in the series. And the fact that the like the Suns just flat out waved him, and he just gets picked up, you know, by the Rockets, and all of a sudden, a, one of your key core members of your like core moving forward is getting benched for Austin Rivers, and. It's those type of moves that just show you whenever your playoff team, you know, like the Rockets or even Warriors and some of these guys, you have your roster, but every single season a guy is picked up, you know, throughout the year, a waiver claim, a free agent or something that will play a big role. If you want to go back to like David Lee for the Mavericks back a few years ago, that was that was a, a like a key little pickup for Dallas. Obviously, they're on they weren't on the same level as Houston is now. But or what about that uh, the PJ Brown pickup for the Celtics back in like two thousand eight? <laughs> yeah, how about that PJ PJ Brown? Man, that was a deep dive right there. Uh, it was against the Lakers. <laughs> oh, speaking of Lakers, have we talked about them yet? You never kind of gave me your take on Ty Lue. Oh, I, I, I was okay with Ty Lue, and they're, it's just a clown show right now. They're going to 
They're going to interview Mike Woodson. Isaac. <laughs> They're going to interview. He's taking Just, time away from the Toy Story 4 set to come and take time away from shooting to come and interview for just the give the job to jason kidd oh my gosh who who has jason kidd developed i i don't understand this well i don't understand what was in them's tweet of saying they're, they're the lakers are intrigued with the idea of jason kidd because they like his the development of the young pieces in milwaukee what don't tell me don't don't you dare try to claim jason kidd try, trying to claim Giannis right now you do not and do middleton not isaac that. middleton was there too <laughs> come on Get out of here. Um, Is this, what do you think about the Warriors Rockets series? Is like, if let's say Durant can't play the next two games, what happens? I think the Warriors still win. The Rockets are doing the same (laughs) thing they did did every year. They they come up and then James Harden's been worn down. Chris Paul's just been worn down. They played so many minutes. They only, they have a six man rotation right now. (laughs) Wouldn't that be worst case scenario for the Rockets though? Like, you had all the momentum, and then Kevin Durant gets hurt, and you're like, holy crap, this is our get-out-of-jail-free card. And now, somehow, it would be... This would almost be worse than them getting swept with KD. It's wild. The fact that they couldn't close out a quarter and a half without KD, and then if the Warriors beat them in Game 5, I mean, or Game 6, or Game 7 without KD, man, <laughs> that would... that would. What's suck. worse, this or... The uh, Sacramento Kings losing in the you know the early two thousands on that Derek Fisher shot and losing to the Lakers all those times, or the Suns with Steve Nash and losing to the Spurs then, yeah maybe they go down as one of those teams that just the great teams that got hit with a buzzsaw that just couldn't get past them yeah it's wild all right we've <laughs> guess what we've got twenty minutes without taking a break all right let's take, let's Ooh. take a quick break and when we come back. Let's move. Let's move on to the Celtics because the Celtics let's have some. It. They, they have some interesting things going on, and uh, their team could be completely different <laughs> next year, and the Mavs could take advantage of it. All right, Isaac. This, so the Celtics go down, and holy cow, did they go down? Um, oh yikes! They went down, and they went down hard. Um, Kyrie Irving <laughs> did everything except know. for rip his jersey and or take it off. In LeBron fashion, as he was walking out, as he was walking out, he's just looking at the camera, walking through the tunnel. The camera was kind of following him. Man, he was staring staring down the camera, and I just wish. And Worldwide Wob tweeted this out. He's like, I really thought he was going to do it. He thought he was going to rip his jersey. He pulled the Luca rip, like no, like LeBron did when LeBron was, was leaving the Cavs. LeBron just like ripped and took off his jersey. Man, I thought he was going to do it. It's over. My, I think it's over with them, 100%. My theory on Kyrie, I've shared on this pod before. If you go back to last summer, or before in the offseason, heading into the season, when Kyrie got in front of all of the what season ticket holders in Boston. If they'll have me, he, I'll stay. Exactly. He said those words. If, he, if they'll have me, I'll stay. And then at some point, he's like, you know what? I'm not freaking staying. I'm going to leave. I don't, know so I'm any, look- I don't know anybody anything. So I'm going to look at that comment and say, you know what? Instead of people making me feel stupid for the comment, I'm going to double down. Or I'm going to look at it and be like, I did say if they'll have me. <laughs> so I'm going to do everything possible to where they don't want me. So then I can say, well, they didn't ha- they did- <laughs> they didn't want me. So This uh, is what therefore- Rosilla was saying on, on Simmons' podcast yesterday. He's doing everything he can to distance himself. 
from the team to, to put distance himself, himself from the team. Yes, but I, I'm taking a step further and saying he's doing it because he wants his his comment to be what, okay. Yeah, of if they'll have me, and now he's Kyrie is obviously out there a little bit with some of his like comments and no, theories and Kyrie. stuff in no. the world. But he made that documentary w- last summer about those old guys. <laughs> the measures that he's went to this season, it's it's been a little out there, and yeah. So the Celtics now are, are they're done, and they had a weird season, very weird season. They had they got they, everybody was very disappointed to them, and then they got very excited after they swept the Pacers for some reason, and then won Game One, and then certain NBA players said that it was over, <laughs> so that it was done. Um. I will say it surprised me. I thought this year I I actually picked Boston to beat Milwaukee, so I'll eat my words on that too. I think I thought it would be a long series. I thought it'd be like six or seven. Yeah. Um. But I honestly believe too much in Kyrie and that he had been there before, won a finals, and I thought they had put it a little bit together with Indiana. And I thought Brogdon, you know, the miss the missing of Brogdon would play a bigger role, and I was all wrong on that. Yeah, I picked I picked Milwaukee in six, and I love what the starters call this kind of a series. They call it a douchebag sweep because <laughs> the the one team lets their opponent win game one, or their their opponent wins game one, and they let them think that you know they have hope, and then they just come back and sweep them the next four games. Douchebags. <laughs> difference difference from a gentleman sweep, which is team wins the first three games, then they let the other team win game four, then they come back and win game five. So the Celtics. Kyrie Irving has a player option, $21.3 million. Obviously, <laughs> whatever, he's obviously going to turn that down no matter what happens. But he's turning that down. And then he's, gonna come, um, he's going to either go to the Knicks. He's going to the Knicks. The Nets, which is Vegas' favorite right now. Hmm. The Clippers, the Lakers, all possibilities. The Mavericks. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> Okay, we're for Kemba, but we're against Kyrie. I was going to bring up the same point. I think some people would, I think, no, 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 well, I think some people would say, no, you got to bring Kyrie in if he'll come. And then there there are actually some people that probably make the argument for Kyrie over Kemba. And my question would be, yeah, how could you make that argument? But For Kyrie over Kemba? Yeah. He's a better player. How about that? But you still have the same issues. How about he's a better player that hasn't played for a coach that won a championship since he won the championship himself with the Cavs? How about he's never been with an organization that has the stability of the the Mavericks? I would be okay with it. I'm just saying, I guess. I I think everything everything that people would say with Kemba of saying, oh, fit. And all the stuff, um, yeah. and like defense, and <laughs> taking shots away from Luca, and all the stuff. Like that's the same thing you'd have with Kyrie. Yeah, but, but the problem with Kyrie is not the fit or the defense or the. It's true. all the other stuff. It's the it's, off the court. It's the fit. It's the science class. <laughs> there's the there's a chemistry issue with Kyrie that is now he's 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 gotten in the Jimmy Butler camp is what he's done. Yeah, they'd Man. be great together somewhere. Imagine them going to the Clippers. <laughs> that's who ends up in the with the Clippers. No, I think him and KDU will be in New York. I think and, so too. Uh, they'll they'll play around with that. But so we think they're going. To, so he goes to New York. Then all of a sudden, they have Gordon Hayward with a thirty-two million dollar contract. They have uh, some assets that don't look as good right now for Anthony Davis, and 
I don't know. Anthony Davis can't say no to a trade, but they don't. They didn't have a super compelling case to re-sign him. The thing with Anthony Davis is you have to you have to trade for him, and then you also have to be able to re-sign him. There's two things that you have to do there. Yeah, and let me. <laughs> and they might somebody, be able to do that, but then once he, they get they get him there, they have Gordon Hayward at this crazy deal. They have uh, Kyrie Irving gone. They have Al Horford with a thirty million dollar player option. He could turn that down. He could turn that down and go somewhere else. He could go to Dallas. I, I, okay, I want to talk about that in just a second, but. Somebody tweeted at me about the Anthony Davis thing and said, "Hey, can we can we just take Anthony Davis into our trade exception and then use cap to sign like Beverly and something?" And take him for what? Are first you off, first off, bless your soul. I appreciate the you know the answer to that the, is uh, yes, that is. you can, <laughs> but uh, you got to give up a ton. And yes. I don't care how much you you think people out there think that Jason Tatum's values went down. Um, it has went down some, but it hasn't just like plummeted. Right. And so I still think that they, if they really wanted AD, they could put the Tatum Brown picks, you know, whatever you want to. Uh, I think Yabusele would be the, the deal kicker. I don't know if they want to put him in, but or I don't not, know. he's but. kicking something, man. <laughs> but the thing is, so you get Anthony Davis then on that team and then you have a team essentially without, a, without any guards. <laughs> No, if I'm them, the moment Kyrie walks out the door is the moment I close the door on trading for Anthony Davis yeah. because you try to rebuild, just, right? Yeah, because you at that point, I don't even know if it's like a full rebuild though yeah, because they're, you're they're gonna have you, yeah you're gonna have cap because let's say Gordon Hayward you know Gordon Hayward's there at 32 but you still have Marcus Smart, Jason Tatum, Jalen Brown all under contract and Rozier is restricted too. If Kyrie leaves, you can re-sign him. Yeah, you can resign him, or you know where things get wild is like is what you said. Al Horford has a very, very intriguing um, situation to figure out for the <laughs> for this uh, this off season. He has a player option this coming off season 30. for thirty thirty point one million thirty point one million dollars. Now, a lot of people would look at that and say, "All right, Al Horford, his numbers, um, you know." Come People on, Isaac. He scores twelve points a game. That's not worth thirty million. He's at thirteen point six. Thank you. But um, Al Horford's thirty-two years old. Especially throughout the season, he plays sixty-eight games. Um, he obviously aged a little bit and uh, didn't look like you know Al Horford from three years ago because yeah, he's thirty-two years old. So in your head, you think. He, there's no way he can turn down thirty million dollars for next season, but we've brought this up on the spot on this podcast before. And where it could get really interesting with Al Horford is if Al Horford and his agent are testing, you know, the waters out there with some of these teams with cap space. Teams like Dallas that are wanting to take the next step forward in, you know, what's as far as trying to get to the playoffs. If a team comes calling and says, "We'll give you three years, sixty million." We'll give you four years, eighty million. What you know? If you're Al Horford, do you do that? There is a, a full marching band, and the most confetti I've ever seen in my life on the TNT Wait. set right now. What? <laughs> I, have, over here. I have no idea why I have it on mute, but it's the most ridiculous thing I've ever seen in my life. It's so funny. Does the Al TNT Horford? Guys are great. Does Al Horford do the Dragic deal? Does he do the the DeAndre I don't, Jordan? I don't deal? think it's I don't think it's that because I, I think it has because to be years. 
I think it's years. I think, yeah, if you're just going to, because I don't, if you're Al Horford, you just take 30 million at that point and you just stay in Boston and then you become an unrestricted free agent. I think where it gets interesting, if he gets, if he catches wind from some teams and saying, if let's say, let's just you Dallas, because we're Mavericks podcast, if Dallas reaches out and says, Hey, we'll give you three years, you know, three years, 60 million, and we'll give you 20 million, you know, for the next three years, fully guaranteed. What does that look like for Al Horford? Because it, let's say Al Horford's looking at it and saying, I'm 32 years old, obviously didn't feel great this past season. If he thinks that he's not going to get any better, and he's like, you know what? I should just opt out and take that money. $30 million next year guaranteed compared to $60 million guaranteed over the next three years. That could be, you know, that could be a game changer. I'm, just, I'm really curious what Al Horford's going to do. And does he think that the moment he opts in, to that $30.1 million, does he immediately become a $30 million expiring contract? Theoretically, yes, he is, uh, in which they could trade him and use him for any type of trade package at that point. And then he doesn't get to pick where he wants to go. Is there a sign-and-trade, a three-way sign-and-trade with the Knicks, the Celtics, and the Warriors to get Al Horford on the Warriors? Oh, gosh. I mean, you just had to get everybody to play ball. You have to get the Knicks to be able to give up enough to equal Al Horford's salary. That's the thing with the Knicks, though. I don't, I don't think they have anything, but yeah, they don't have anything. And I want my young guys growing alongside, you know, uh, KD and, and Kyrie, like Mitchell do Robinson. They? I do. <laughs> do they? Because we because from from Kyrie, look what it did to Jason Tatum. I know, but if you're looking at it and <laughs> saying, uh, let's just use Dennis, but like yeah. you have Dennis, Nilakina, Kevin Knox, Mitchell Robinson, those are like four dudes, Alonjo Trier. Like those are five guys that could be quality like role players yeah. if you groom them the right way. Agreed. Not saying Kyrie should be the, you know, all mentor of it all, but, you know, is it a worst case scenario if, if, if Al Horford would do three years, uh, $60 million? How happy would you be as a Mavs fan if you walked away this offseason with Al Horford at 20 and Pat Beverly at 10? Mm, yes. Stop it. I think, like, yeah, that, I think like half of our listeners just fainted in their cars. And that's your $30 million in cap space. And I don't think that that's completely out of the realm of possibility, especially if Kyrie leaves and you know Al Horford's sitting there saying, hey, I like Boston, but I don't know what the crap this team's doing moving forward. But... Obviously, if they put everybody on the trade block, I would absolutely love Jalen Brown. We we did a podcast yes. as far as Eastern Conference and, and draft picks. If Dallas gets lucky on Tuesday night with the, in the draft lottery and they get a pick two through four, not Zion, I would gladly uh, offer that up for Jalen Brown. Agreed. And, but if you're Boston, you shouldn't do that probably. Agreed. All right, let's take another break. When we come back, I don't know. We'll talk more about the NBA. We'll just keep flowing, talking. All right, Isaac. This podcast was supposed to be on Jarrett Culver and DeAndre Hunter. Um, but literally before this podcast, before we record, we're like, man, this is uh, no disrespect to Jarrett Culver, but we've just been hyped up watching this playoff game, and now we're going to talk about Jarrett Culver's three-point you know, <laughs> shot and percentages at Texas Tech. Yeah, I don't know. So anyway, we're like, hey, let's talk about this NBA and how, you know, and the Mavs and all that stuff. Yes, yeah, so we ch- we changed it up. Man, the KD injury. 
How does they it, could change everything. Okay, change somebody tweeted at me literally within 10 seconds after the injury and said, how does this change like Mavericks free agents and all this stuff? I'm like, all right, well, just let our this beloved, breathe out. Our beloved Brad Townsend even tweeted, this could take <laughs> a free a small forward off the table for the Mavericks. One less small forward in the in free agency. I'm like, first of all, if Katie actually tore his Achilles, someone will still sign him to a five-year max deal this summer. Absolutely. The Mavericks would probably do that. Uh, Yes. <laughs> They would, and uh, I think uh, any anybody uh, would sign up to do that. I don't think it would change free agency that much. I think New York would still sign him, yes. and uh, like all that different, all that stuff. I, I, yeah, I I think it would change. I think the outcome of the playoffs, but I don't think it would change anything this summer. Okay, tell me if I'm wrong in this. Is it weird? Everybody that's been saying this series is the finals, basically. Golden State and Houston. Yeah, I'm there. Let's just say Durant comes back and he plays, whatever. Our, when? He's not going to play next game. Yeah, well, when, look, whatever. Do I Am I wrong for thinking that if Houston beats Golden State, that I think Houston could possibly get beat? But I think if Golden State wins, it's the finals. Yeah, because Houston's been gearing up for this. This has been Houston's yeah. thing for literally. This is what their team was built for to beat the Warriors. All of a sudden, you go play Kawhi, you go play Giannis. Who's guarding Giannis? Yeah, that's. The thing. I'm just being real right now. I'll I'll wear my Malik Beasley jersey and run around my house, and I'll be the biggest Denver Nuggets fan out there. All right, so <laughs> wow, you just buried the Trailblazers already. Uh, oh, well, I thought shots oh, at my okay. boy Dame. Well, hey, I'll be hey Dame time. Let's go. Dame time is coming. I, I have them winning. I'll get a Hulu has live sports tattoo just like Dame if it means they're playing the Rockets and the no dragons, no mouths. I'll root. I'll root for all of them. I've seen that commercial yeah. so many times. <laughs> what if KD is out for the rest of the series? Let's say, which is not a stretch. I mean, a calf strain is something. Yeah. If he's out for the rest of the series, you still take the Warriors or you feel like the Rockets? Uh, man, that's super hard. I don't know. I mean, I lean the Warriors right now, but there's, <laughs> I want to think in the back of my mind, there's no way James Harden and the Rockets, like, there's no way you could just let not win the series. If they just KD did that in game five, I know. And it, or game six, <laughs> no game five, game five. Yeah. Game five. Um, but I, I guess I think I, okay, I'll say this. I'll lean into the golden state because I think this will give Steph Curry every bit of the energy motivation back. I think they'll go into Houston and Steph Curry will drop 43 points and they'll, they'll beat Houston in game six. Be wild. I think it does go to game seven. I think that just on their home floor, I think that they'll be geared up for this one. And then this feels like a finals matchup in the sense that these are the two best teams in the NBA, but also in the sense that they're just running out of players. In the finals, you kind of get down to, okay, who are the guys that we can play? And that's when we talk about in free agency, we talk about in the draft, can you play this guy in a finals? Because it does come down to like seven, sometimes six, sometimes five. The Warriors are at like five players right now that they can play that are giving them positive things. Sean Livingston is not really there right now. He gives them some positive things, but not as much as he used to. Kevon Looney actually came in and did some positive things, but before but before game five, he hadn't been that great. Jonas Drebko came in out of nowhere. Swedish Michael Jordan just coming in, and I mean, he, he bricked a three off the side of the backboard, and you're like, where's Jonas Drebko been this whole time? Oh, yeah, that, that's why. The two biggest things that get you played off the floor in the playoffs, you can't shoot or you're too slow. 
Like yeah. that's your two biggest things. It's you or know you get if hurt. You can't... <laughs> True. <laughs> so that's why when we did the Kimball Walker pod, which thank you so much for all the yeah. uh, positive feedback we got from that. that y'all, you guys are awesome. That's why we mentioned that in the pod that Kimba isn't slow and he can shoot. He has a size and defensive problems, but those players can normally make up for themselves uh, come playoff time. Yeah. So, like that, that, those are the two biggest things that play people off the court. And yeah, I mean, that's, I think that's the thing you think about when it comes to free agency and giving a lot of money to a big man that might not be able to stay on the floor. And I, I know it's made me rethink my Capella thing. And I'm like, yeah. I was sitting there shouting from the rooftops if we could get capella you get capella i want that all this stuff he's not been it, awful though i mean he hasn't been he can awful stay in but front of curry you know he can do stuff like that but he he does cost them some points but, but yeah i sat there and i'm just like man like, oh, it wouldn't be a, the worst mistake you'd ever make and it's not like we're paying him 25 million they're paying him like 16 or something i just want to be mm-hmm. real right now i know luca's not in the playoffs and i get that from like philly fans but why you gotta, don't why you, you gotta why you gotta call out Ben Simmons all of a sudden? Don't we weren't talking about him this whole time. That's your new he's your new Dwayne Wade, LeBron James, Chris Balls, Ben no, Simmons no, for no, no reason. He's not good enough. It, ben Simmons. No one can ever say he's better than Luca right now. Just stop. No, and I, I get it. Luca's not in the playoffs. I get. I want to make that joke on Twitter, but I know somebody will come at me and be like, "Hey, when Luca gets to the playoffs, then you can talk." And I get that. I have no comeback for that. I will say I'm fairly confident that Luca wouldn't be the liability that Ben Simmons is right now. Uh, yeah, defensively, he's he's a different issue, but it's not as bad as Simmons shooting. I will gladly take Luca on defense than Ben Simmons shooting a three pointer. Agreed. I just what they got to trade Ben Simmons. Sorry. Trading to New Orleans. Get Anthony. He's Davis. going to the Lakers for Lonzo and Kuzma. <laughs> I would like him to go to New Orleans because we, want AD, to, we want AD. We want AD in the Kidd, East. LeBron and Ben Magic. Si- and Ben Simmons is my nightmare. <laughs> just and my, Magic. Just my no. Magic is gone, Isaac. He's not gone. He's uh, come on. You know he's you think there. He's going to come back. Yeah, well, he's not going to come back he's with like, a oh, sorry, guys. title. I meant I'm he's got to be able to tweet. He meant I'm leaving on vacation. Sorry, guys. Yes, I'm going on vacation, but I need a title in which I can still tweet. And so, yeah, it's going to be Kid, LeBron, Magic, and Ben Simmons in L.A. And they're just going to, yeah, just do L.A. things and miss the playoffs again. And then throw it on the wing to Andre Ingram. The TNT guys are in a moon rover right now. You are watching TNT it's while we're recording this podcast. Okay, I just looked over and Ernie, Kenny, Chuck, and Shaq are inside a moon rover on the moon. I mean, Ooh, it, it looks like... That's, a, that's where Ben Simmons shot ended up. The, the sound stage. Shaq is in a spacesuit. That's a big spacesuit. Are you sure it's just not a rocket ship? He's moonwalking now. That, that is his spacesuit. All right, this, this podcast is 42 minutes. This is obviously a... a uh, this throw it together pod. There's probably people that hate it and turn it off. No, that, no, never. We will get some tweets that we laugh too much though. Or th- we have gotten those tweets before and it's quite random, but it's because sh- they didn't get the continue. inside jokes. And that's fine. If you don't watch game yeah. of Thrones, then you probably don't understand some of the jokes. Though. I'll just wait for you to make a joke and then I'll just won't laugh. I'll just wait. <laughs> and you laugh on the inside. 
and move move on. Man, love it. I love this time of year. These games where you're just hanging on every single possession, and it just feels like you're getting more and more of them. The Toronto-Milwaukee series is going to be wild, and I'm very excited for it. Oh, I'm super excited for that. I'm ready for Kawhi and them to just end that series. And, yeah, I want to see Kawhi and Giannis and all that stuff. I'm super excited for the East right now. These teams are really cool and fun. And I don't know if I'm fully into Denver and Portland, it's just kind of like, I don't know. It's like small talk for my team. Like, I'll do other things. Well, the thing is, they throw it, it. It's super late because it's West Coast still, and it's not Warriors Rockets. And they throw the random announcing crew, that you, the guy you've never heard of. <laughs> and then then they've had these weird, like, four overtime games. Which I would games. take him over Reggie. And, no, 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 the, the play-by-play guy. And, oh. the, and then you they have that crazy four overtime game where they're just, like, gassed. And so the highlights are seeing these guys, like, walk up the floor and <laughs> – these teams are like they've beat the crap out of each other that's the series in which it's on my tv my kids asleep my wife is probably asleep and then i'm like do i want to watch this or do i want to play rocket league while i watch it (laughs) and then i play rocket league while i watch that series other series i'm like all into but i just don't know how i feel about that one but Jokic is nice i did see a question today on the on the on twitter what player has changed the drastically changed how you felt about him the most good or bad this postseason and my and i thought about that and yeah jamal murray would be my pick because i thought Jokic was good like i thought Jokic was really good i wasn't super shocked that i think he's taken it up a notch and proved his worth but jamal murray i've always been on the fence on and i was kind of leaning towards the hey he's a little overhyped i don't think he's that good and this playoffs is really uh Changed my opinion, but I don't know. Like we mentioned this yesterday, I don't know. I it's not a hey. I don't. I don't think he's like Damian Lillard, but he's at least I think showed me that he could be CJ McCollum. And anyway, he's Dame Good. <laughs> oh, can't lie. <laughs> there you go, guys. That's random playoff thoughts. It's fun. The playoffs are fun. Hey, th- thanks for all the Game of Thrones feedback too. Yes. You guys love the Game of Thrones feedback in that. All right. Yeah, thanks. <laughs> we love the Game of Thrones feedback. It's too late at this point. It's 1.15 in the morning. I'm going to say I need to take a shower. There you go. Guys, thanks so much for listening to Locked On NBA Playoffs slash Maps. <laughs> Peace out. Boom. Boom.